from God the things that he says belongs to you. Possessing your inheritance. And in doing that, we have an enemy that does not want you to possess your inheritance. We have an enemy that is trying constantly to go against you. And what his main goal is to steal your faith, steal the word of God out of your heart, especially when you're going through the hard times, when it seems like it's just not going to work for you, when it seems like you're just not going to get healed, it seems like I'm just not going to get the finances that I need. That's the time when Satan works against you to keep you from possessing your inheritance. But my job today is to get you to remember you must stand on the word of God and receive all that God says is yours, and it's not based on your goodness. And, you know, that's what one of the main aims I want you to realize is through the grace of God. God's grace, his mercy that he's shown upon us that we're all even here on today. And it's what scripture was saying that we're saved through grace. I mean, everything that God does for us is because he so loved the world. God loved us even when we were a sinner, even when we were doing things against God. He yet loved us. And we hear so much um, now about the grace of God, and, um, and I'm glad about it because we need to know that, and I think Sister Pat said it earlier, that it's not about us, that we're not the ones, and, and, and I've told the saints this before, that I used to think that I was so perfect that, I mean, God just blessed me because I was just that perfect, you know? And one day I, I, I was praying and I was talking to the Lord and, you know, and going in my perfectness because I was so perfect. So I thought, I said, Lord, show me me. Right. You know, and when, by the time he finished showing me me, I realized that I wasn't perfect at all. That I was so far, that I was so far from perfect. And he says, it's not about you and how no. perfect you think you are. That's it right. is not about you. Your job is to, uh, to affect other people's lives. Right. And what I do for you is for somebody else. Yeah. It is not about you, Dora. Do you understand me? I said, yes, Lord. By this time, I am crying profusely because I thought so, I, was, I thought I was just, just so perfect. You know, I thought I was just so good. I mean, I'm the baby of the family. I got away with the murder. I mean, everything. Yes. I yes. got away with the murder. So you yes. see where I had my warped sense of, of, of whatever because I just thought I was it. You know what I mean? Babies get everything they want. They go to the parents and get everything. You know, so that's where I was in my thinking. But the Lord let me know, you know, you're not that perfect. And as he began to show me me and strip away all those things that I thought I was, I began to realize that I, I wasn't all of that. But he yet loved me. Yeah. Even in my me not being all that, he says, I yet love you. That's right. Because of my grace, That's right. because of my mercy, I, I love you. And I wanted to give you an analogy of grace. But before that, I'm going to just go to Ephesians 4. I mean, Ephesians 2. And 8 says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and, faith, and not of yourself, it is a gift of God. So your salvation is not because you are so good. Your salvation is because it's a gift from God. Yes. And when you accept Jesus as your personal savior, he says, yes, I'll forgive everything, every sin that you've ever committed in your life. I've forgiven. And one more thing, any sin you may commit after you accept me as savior, I've forgiven you of that already. So he's taking care of the sin issue in my life. He's taking care of the sin issue in your life when you yes. accept him as Savior. So he says, by grace, the word says, by grace 
are we saved through faith? So that means I have to believe the word of God that when I, when I call on the name of Jesus, he said, if you call on Jesus, that you shall be saved. So I said, well, when I realized I called on Jesus, I asked him to come into my life. I asked him to be my savior. I, I, told, I asked him to forgive me of all my sins. I said, I give you all of my sins. Yes. I give it to you because please, I don't want to carry that any longer. When I gave it to him, I believed by faith that he took my sin yes. and that he forgave me. And even the sin that I, I would never tell another soul in this world that I committed. I mean, don't even think about me telling because I'm not going to tell you. Right. Even that sin, yes. God forgave me of and forgot it. You know what I mean? Right. He yeah. forgot it. He yeah. said, and I'll never bring it up to you. And to me, it was a real big one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it was a bad one. I mean, it, you just don't go around bragging about this kind of thing. That's and, right. you know, and I used to be so condemned and I'd walk in condemnation because I just didn't believe that God could forgive me of that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and every time the devil would bring it up to my mind and say, well, you know what you did. And I said, but I asked God to forgive me, but you know what you did. And finally, the Lord said, why are you stressing? I don't even know what you're talking about. See, that's his grace. That's God's grace. I didn't earn forgiveness. You know what I mean? I didn't go to the cross. They didn't beat my back. They didn't hang me on the cross. I didn't go into hell and, and beat Satan. I didn't do that, but because Jesus did it for me, God says, because Jesus went to the cross because he went into hell and stripped Satan of everything. Now you can have all the benefits of what Jesus did on the cross. That's right. See, that's grace. That is grace. That's God's grace. Yes. I know from now on that whenever I shake off this body, I did it once, came back, but whenever I die for good and leave for good and don't come back, that when I leave here, I'm going to be with God. Yes. I'm going to be in heaven with the Lord. That's yes. part of my inheritance. Yes. Why? Because I've already asked for forgiveness. I've already received my forgiveness. And he said, if by chance I make a mistake, run to him. Yeah. Say, I'm faithful, I'm just to forgive. Mm -hmm. See, that's part of my inheritance. See, things like that is what Satan don't really want you to know, mm -hmm. that Jesus paid the price for yeah. you. Yeah. He went to the cross for you. Yeah. He carried every sin that will ever be committed in the universe, mm -hmm. not just earth. You understand? Yeah. The universe. Yeah. He carried all of that. Yes. For you, yeah. for me, yeah. so I don't have to pay that price. Yeah. And I praise God for that. Yeah. That's what we call the grace of God, yeah. the mercy of God, yeah. where he forgave me in place of what Jesus yeah. did on the cross. Yeah. I am now forgiven. Yeah. I can now walk in forgiveness and know that whatever sin that, 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 that was done, yeah. that he says as far as the east is from the west, yeah. that's how far I'm going to cast your sin away from you. Yes. It is gone. Yes. It is gone. Yes. So if you take a minute and think about the worst sin that you've committed and then realize that you've asked God to forgive you and then realize that that sin is gone, never to come up again, then you will know that that's the grace of God. So Picture this. <clears throat> I want to give you an analogy of what grace is. And I, I wrote it down because I didn't really want to miss the point. But just imagine that you're in college. And your first day into the classroom, you realize that you've been assigned the meanest, worst, the most strictest professor in the college. And the professor walks in the class and greets you and tells you 
Good morning, class. I want you to know that 95% of you will not pass my class. Now, this is his opening statement to you. 95% of you will not pass my class. I am strict, I am hard, but I am fair. Now you say, now how can that be if 95% of you already going into this class know you're going to fail? Wow. Okay? So you stay in the class because you think you're in that top 5% yeah. that I know I'm going to pass this man's class. The, the professor is such a genius. You just love the way he teaches. Everybody tells you, you've got to take this man's class because he's just so good. But only 5% of you are going to pass. Okay, so he tells you, the exams that I take will count for 75% of your grade. Whatever exam it is, 75% of your grade. And he also tells you from the beginning, you have your syllabus, and that I want you to read the text. So he lays all this out for you. Now, you already know, fear has gripped your heart. Because he's, he's already telling you how bad he is. I mean, in his mind, he's like, he thinks he's perfect. So in his mind, he thinks he's all that. But he's telling you ahead of time, these are things that will probably happen to you, will probably not pass my class. All the brainiacs in the class say, well, I know I got this in the bag. I'm okay with this. I'm going to pass this class. Okay, so it comes the time for an exam. The professor comes in and he tells the class, now we are now going to review for the exam. So everybody gets out their papers and they're flipping through their papers you know, as the professor is going over things, and then he begins to review things that they've never heard him say. He's now reviewing things that wasn't in our lectures. And, you know, they start getting nervous. Why, why is this going to be an exam? You never went over this in your lectures. The professor says, if you remember, from the very first day I said, don't forget to read the entire text. So whether he said it or not, you're going to be tested on the entire text. Fear now grips everybody's heart because everybody don't read the text. I know when I was in college, I didn't read all the text through and through. I said, I'll make it through. I got through with A's and B's. I'll make it through. But he began to review the things that they had not heard. And then he says, we're going to take the exam now. Everybody is sweating bullets now because they know they have not read the exam and they see from the, 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 the things that he's reviewed that they don't even know what he's talking about. I mean, it's just like he's just going over their head. So he passes out the exams to everyone, lays them face down and says, don't pick up the test until I tell you. I mean, everything he does is more building to get you anxious about what's happening. So he continues to pass out the exams to everyone. Everything is face down. And then he says... I want you now to begin the test. So everybody flips the test over and they begin to read page after page and he says, don't start until you read the entire exam. So they're looking and they're reading the pages and they keep flipping and they keep flipping and they keep flipping and, and then they start raising their hands, but, but professor, the exam my exam has all the answers. Every answer that the professor had on the test, I got the exam, you, you, you gave me the wrong exam because I have the questions and the answers. And one by one, they start raising their hand. 
But I got the answers too. I got the answers too. Everybody in the class had the answers. And he told them, that my friend is grace. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. But I gave you grace on this exam. In this exam, everybody passed. Everybody passed, so you will get an A in my class. Not because you earned it, but because I wanted you to learn a lesson in grace. All right, great. And that's what God wants us to know. It's not about you. You can't be good enough to pass all the tests, to get all the answers right on the exam. You can't do it. But because of the grace of God, because of his mercy, because he loves you, he says, I've given you an open book test. I've given you all the answers. Everything you need is right here in the book. It's right there in the book. He says, I want you to walk in that grace. That's what Jesus wants us to do, is walk in that grace. Because I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. You know, I, I wasn't good enough. I didn't study hard enough to get all the questions. I didn't read the entire text but I still passed the exam. That's all right. I still got an A in this class. Why? Because the grace, the grace and mercy of God, that's what the Lord wants you to know today. It's his grace and his mercy that is upon your life right now. No matter what you're facing, his grace and his mercy. You can't study hard enough, but he's giving you the Bible. You can go in there and find the word that's dealing with the situation that you're facing and begin to get into that word and begin to meditate on that word. But Lord, I have sickness in my body. And, you know, it just seems like every day I'm getting worse and worse. But what does the word of God say? Go to the part of the exam that gave me that answer for that situation and read the question and read the answer and read the question and read the answer over and over and over again until you get it deep down in your spirit that, hey, it's mine by grace. Not because I earned it, it's mine by the grace of God. All of us are walking in the grace and the mercy of God today. So, you know, when, when situations hit, And Satan will come to you and tell you it's not going to turn around for your good. It's going to be this way forever. You can say, no, no. I got the answer. And here, when it says in healing, it says, I can go to Isaiah 53. I can read that. I go to Isaiah 53, and that's the part. And the answer that's talking about my sickness and talking about the disease, it says, but he was wounded for my transgressions. Isaiah 53 and 5. He was bruised for my iniquities, and the chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's the answer. That's the answer. When Satan comes against you, and he will, that's his job. His job is to try to test your character, to see if you believe what you say you believe to see if you have the word of God deep down in your heart so that when things hit and comes apart and your world seems like it's falling apart are you still going to stand on the word of God are you still going to walk in the mercy and the grace of God are you still going to say yes Lord I know what your word says and I'm going to stand our main scripture we were talking about the disciples when Jesus told them to go to the other side so go with me to Mark 4 I'm going as fast as I can. 
Mark 4, and we're going to start at 35. And it says, and, he, and the same day, when the evening was come, that he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, I want to stop right at that point there. Jesus had already told the disciples, I want you to go to the other side, which means he had given, given them the word. Your job now is go to the other side. Right. Satan heard the, 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 the directions that the Lord gave him, said, you guys go on to the other side. You pass over to the other side. So Satan's job is to get you off of your going to the other side. Yeah. You getting your deliverance. You getting your healing. Yeah. You getting the prosperity that you need. You getting the, the promotion on the job. Whatever yeah. it is, you know, you getting your family relationships right. Whatever it is that you go on to the other side. Yeah. Satan heard that and his job was to come against them going to the other side. Yeah. So when you have situations going in your life, Satan is trying to keep it from going to the other side. Yeah. That's his job to keep you over here in sickness, disease, and broke, and, and disgusted, and everything else. But the Lord said, no, my job for you is to go on to the other side, yeah. where there's yeah. healing, where there's blessing, where there's deliverance, right. where there's soundness of mind, where there's peace, where there's joy, where there's love. I want you to get to the other side. Yes. Yes. But Satan's job is to keep you from getting to the other side. He will bring up circumstances in your life that would seem like you just knock you off of your off your game. I mean, where you were standing one minute, your head is the next because he knocked you just that hard. That's his job to yeah. keep you from going to yeah. the other side. But the Lord wants you to go to the other side because yeah. that's where the blessings are. That's, right. that's where the deliverance is. He said, you go to the other side. So immediately, yeah. let's see what happens. And when they... Has, when he had sent them away, the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there they were also with him with other little ships. And this little part about the other little ships, in your life there's always going to be somebody, some other little somebody watching you, wondering which way you're going. Let me see if they are all they say they, they are. You know, I see them going to church every day. Let me see if God's going to bless them. Let me see if, if, if they're going to get healed. I know they, somebody said they got so and so and so. I wonder if God's going to heal. Those are the little, uh, the little ships yeah. that's in your life. They want to see if you're going to make it to the other side. Forget the little ships. You won't go on to the other side right. because Satan's job wanted to keep you from getting there. But God says, I already got it made out for you. Okay, I right. got the plan for you yeah. if you can ignore all the things that's going around you and do what my word says. Pass over that's to okay. the other side. Okay. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. I mean, they are in a storm. I mean, the, the, the ship is about to be filled with water because so much is coming on. You know, you see all this, those old stories, and then the ship's over, you know, in the water, and the ship's gone from the side. So these fellows are in the ship, and the water's filling up the ship, and Jesus is asleep on the pillow. What you mean you sleeping on a pillow? And they're about, we're about to die. So this is, now see, they didn't forgot the word. See, Jesus knew the word he gave them, go to the other side. They forgot that word he gave them. So they start being moved by what they see. And they arose, no, and, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 
I gave you the word. Yeah. You had the word in your heart. Yeah, boys, we going to the other side. Jesus said for us to go, pass it over to the side. We going to the other side. Yeah. Now, Satan knew that they were all charged to get to the other side. Yeah. He sent the storm. He sent the wind. He sent the rain. And everything that they looked at, they said, we about to die. We, we going to die on this ship. <laughs> but that's not what Jesus said. He said, you go to the other side. That's and then they said, we about to die. Don't you care? Yeah. But he said, you go to the other side. So what did Jesus do? Let's look at this, right? And he arose and he rebuked the wind. Now, Jesus got up and he spoke to what they could not see. That's what he did. He spoke to what they couldn't. They could not see the wind. That's right. They could see the effects of the wind, but they couldn't see the wind. Jesus went to the root of the matter and he rebuked what was unseen. That's right. He dealt with what was unseen. They couldn't see the wind, but he said, uh 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 uh. Stop that wind, you know better. I said for you to stop it now. That's right. He rebuked and just took all the all the all the guts right out of the wind and just had to stop. That's right. Because he dealt with what they couldn't see. That's right. You're gonna to have to deal with some situations that you can't see. That's right. Deacon Wedding was talking to us about the things that was going on in his body that he didn't know was going on. Right. That's right. He didn't know what was going on in there. Mm-hmm. But there was a way for him to find out that was going on. So then what did he do? He immediately, once he found out what was going on, he immediately began to speak to yes. that storm right. in his body. That's right. He immediately told, oh, oh, oh no, you won't. Right. I am the child of the most high God. Yes. I am the righteousness of yes. God. How dare you try to attack my body? Yes. He immediately began to speak the word of God. And every time we went to see him, he said, I'm treating it like a cold. I am treating this like a cold. It's just that simple because Jesus is my healer. He said, I'm already healed. Went back to God. When he got the, 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 the notification, they can't even find it. That's right. They can't even find That's it. Right. That's right. Why? He spoke to the storm. Yes. He spoke to what was unseen yes. until he got the manifestation of what was seen, yes. and that was health. You're going to have to speak to what's unseen. Say, ah, sickness and disease. You no longer have any authority in this body. I am a child of the Most High. And he said by the stripes that he bore on his back for me that I'm already here. I'm already here. You're going to have to speak to something the unseen. And then it says, and Jesus said unto the sea, peace, be still. So then he spoke to what they could see. They could see the wind. They could, I mean, the, 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 the storm and the waves and the water and the, and the boat. And he spoke to, okay, now, that's enough for you. Peace be still. Jesus, Jesus didn't get upset. So, oh, my God. Father, you see, it's my head about to drown. No, 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 no. He got rid of it. You shut up and you sit down. That's right. That's basically what he told to the wind and the rain. That's right. Sit down and shut up. That's right. When Satan comes at you with his lies, you're going to have to tell him, no, 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 you sit down and shut up. I got the word of God. Because as long as you stand on the word of God, you will not be defeated. But see, the thing is, Satan is after the word that's in your heart. He comes immediately, and the scripture says in 4 and 4, he comes immediately to take the words out of your heart that was sown yes. immediately when you get a good word to you. Boy, they talked about healing. I'm so glad. I know that I'm healed. Immediately Satan comes with a pain. Yeah. Oh, you think you healed? <laughs> what about this pain you're feeling right now? Yeah. Pain, I could care less. Let me tell you, last week when we had that snowstorm, I'm out there shoveling snow. 
I actually, I do love, I do love shoveling so quite as I know I'm strange. I do love it. And I'm out there shoveling. I get that down to the, to the driveway and I want to clear it out before the, the plows come and shovels back in. And I stepped down and next thing I knew, I'm looking up at, at the heavens and my arms and legs are wailing like a little bug trying to, you know, when you, I don't know if you've seen a bug that slipped on his back and they couldn't yeah. get, well, that's the way I was. I'm out there in the snow. I'm, I'm trying to give him passion. Wait, I'm coming, I'm coming. So he came over, got me up. I said, thanks, honey. He got me up. And so he said, now you come out of that spot so you don't fall again. I said, okay. So I got out of that spot. I said, I always say, y'all, I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm going to get this snow. So I go on down the path and I'm here. I'm shoveling some more, being helpful. I take another step and bang, down I go again. Here's a little bug over there trying to get up. Get up. He said, I'm coming up. I said, you know, this makes no sense. I'm out here trying to do good. Yes. And I hear him on my back like a bug. But you know what? I, I was fine. And then the next day I started feeling some effects. And then I think it was two days ago, I looked at my knee and it had swollen. And I started having problems coming up down the steps. I said, I can't have this. I can't have this because I'm up and down my steps all day with the babies. I cannot have this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I came to church here today and we've gone through praise and worship. And I mean, I'm having a ball of praise and worship. So, Pastor, when I got back to my seat, he says, so much for hurt knee, huh? I said, that's right. It's gone. It's gone. I said, thank you, Lord. See, God loves me. He does. I mean, silly as I am, he loves me. Yes. And because his grace and his mercy, he protected me. Yes. You know I was about to do the good work. Because, see, we live on the corner. Yes. And everybody's, the, the bus stop is right there on our corner. So I don't want anybody else's kids coming. The county's got to go on that spot to go to school. Right. So I don't want my grandbaby have to fall on here no. and be down there like a bug in a rug trying to get. So I didn't want that. So that's right. why I'm working hard. I want to make a path for the kids. All the neighborhood kids got to come to my spot. To get on the bus. Yes. I said, we got to clear this out. It's got to be done. Yes. It's not like I can wait until I wait for somebody. I couldn't do that. I got kids got to go that way. That's right. So the Lord blessed and protected me. He shielded me and delivered me. Yes. And this neat little fatness, this little fat part right there, that. it went down. All right. See, see, see. The Lord is good to me. He yes. protects this girl. Do you understand what I'm yes. telling yes. I love the Lord. Yes. Because of his grace and mercy, he loves me too. Yes. Even when I make a misstep, even when I fall, even when I do something stupid, he still says, Dora, I love you. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. If I can get all of you to understand that God loves you. Just the way you are. Just where you are. He loves you. When you get up in the morning, tell yourself God loves me. You may not hear anybody else tell you for the rest of the day that you are loved, but say, God loves me. God loves me. Whether you're fat, whether you're skinny, whether you're tall, whether you're short, you know, hair, no, whatever it is. God loves me. You tell yourself that God loves me. You must convince yourself that you're loved. Because Satan is forever telling you you're no good and you're this and you're that and nobody loves you, but God loves you. And he's somebody else. I love you too. So at least you know you got two people in your corner, God and me. So you're pretty well covered. Because you're loved. God wants you to know you're loved. Yes. Whatever you're going through, a situation in your job, in your business, whatever, God loves you. Yes. God loves you. Yes, he does. And because of his grace yes. and because of his mercy, he said, I, I, I'm saved. He saved me yes. because I believe his word. Yes. Do you believe the word of God? Yes. I praise God yes. that we will be able to know that we are loved yes. and his grace and his mercy is there for us. When you get that point in your life, when you get to understand 
that there is an assignment in your life, that the Lord wants something for you. He has something for you to do. And to know that Satan does not want you to do that, that he will send the circumstances, he will send the storms in your life to get you off your game, to get you off of the word of God, to get you to the point where you begin to doubt what God says is for you. But if you stand strong, stand strong on the word. I mean, hold on to the word. No matter what you see, no matter what you're feeling in your body, hold on to the word that says, I'm already healed. Uh, In pain, you have to say it, I'm already healed. Crying with tears coming down your eyes, holding on to the word of God, I am already healed. I've been there. I know. I know all that. I've been there. And I had to cry and walk around, pain in my back, sometimes crawling because I couldn't stand. But I said, Lord, you said I'm healed. Your word says I'm healed. I'm standing on your word until I get full deliverance. And he sent the deliverance. Can you stand in the hard times? Can you stand in the midst of the crisis? Can you stand when there's not enough money to pay the bills? Can you stand on the word that says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus when the bill collectors are calling? Can you speak the word of God and say, Lord, I'm standing on your word. I believe your word and you are going to bring me out. Can you stand when they come and say, I'm coming, I'm putting you out, I'm t- you going, you're just good as going. Can you stand in the midst of that? Can you stand when the doctor tells you, you're about to die, you got one week to live. Will you be able to stand on the word of God when you get those messages? Will you be able to stand or are you going to fall apart? That's the job of the devil to shake you from the word of God, to come immediately and pluck that word out of your heart. But my job is to tell you, you can stand. That's right. You can stand. That's right. You can stand. Yes. And our job is to yes. resist the devil. Resist him. When he comes with his lies, you come back at him with the word of God. Say, no, the word of God says I'm already healed. No, the word of God says he's applied my needs. No, the word of God says I have a sound mind. He's, he went to the cross for my peace. Yes. I have a sound mind. You come back at the devil with the word of God. Why? Because the Lord wants you to possess your inheritance. Not just the finances, but every area of your your salvation package. He wants you to possess. Will you possess your inheritance? Will you stand on that word? Say, Lord, I believe your word. I'm standing on your word. And I I know that I'm living under your grace and your mercy. Not because of what I've done or how good or how bad I've been, but because of the grace and the mercy of God. You say, I already passed the test. You say, I already passed the test. You gave me the answers to pass the test. And I will hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. Saints, the Lord loves us. He wants you to know that you are loved through everything that you've gone through. You were never alone. Never alone. When you thought you were going going through it by yourself and there's nobody here when you're alone with your thoughts at night all by yourself. I want you to keep this thought in mind. That the Lord is with me and he is for me. God is with me and God is for me. No matter what it is. 
God is with me and God is for me. Whatever it is, God, I thank you with me. God, I thank you for me. And because of your grace, there's nothing that I did, there's nothing that I could do, but because of your grace and your mercy, you're going to do this for me. You're going to bring me out. Not because of who I am, but because of whose I am. I am a child of God. I am an heir with Jesus. Heir of God and joint heir with Jesus. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for?